Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hit and run, Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. Jason Hamill talking about his kids who don't really love to watch baseball. Because I had mentioned to him that my son doesn't love to watch baseball. I, if only I could get my son on the line. Um, if only I could find him and track him down. I'm right here. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Um, Ruben, do you like watching baseball with me? Um, a little. Just a little, though, right? It's okay to say no. Not really. Why not? Um, because to me, like, when they play, it kind of feels like they're kind of bragging and showing people, but they're not bragging, but it just still feels like it to it, me. It looks like they're showing off, like how yeah. good I am and stuff like that. Yeah. What if they are really good at it, though? They are. <laughs> you can see that when you watch it. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Uh, good morning, baseball people. Producer Sean Anderson got me good with that one. I forgot that, that description. Looks like they're bragging. Yeah, they are good. I like the good players. Uh, you know, maybe I could get my son on the line again later. I don't know if it'll be possible. Um, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. If you are the child of a dad, which is uh, just about everybody, I think, um, and they're around, happy Father's Day to your dad. And I hope you uh, get a chance to see them. If, you're, if your father has, has passed, I hope you have good, loving, solid memories to think about today. And um, we're going to talk about dads and you and yours uh, several different times along the way today on It and Run. Because baseball is just kind of mixed right in there, isn't it? Right in there. It's very, very... Uh, emotional and involved across generations for a lot of people, and I know I certainly am one of them. Good morning. It is Hit and Run here on 670 The Score. A few different dads will join us today along the way. My father at 940. Um, he's a pretty good guest. Uh, he's pretty good. He's got a lot of baseball thoughts, and he's fun to talk to. So my dad at 940. At 10 o'clock, Mike Bryant, Chris Bryant's father, 
will be on. Looking forward to that. And at 11 o'clock, Rick Giolito, Lucas Giolito's father, will be on. Looking forward to that. At 11.40, our colleague Lawrence Holmes has been dying to talk to me about something. So we went ahead and booked him. We got him. Nailed it. Nailed it down in transition the other day. So Lawrence will be on at 11.40. We'll talk about his father and um, some of the baseball in his family, which has been plentiful, if you do not know. So we'll talk about that with Lawrence. And along the way, lots to discuss with you. You can call at any point, 312-644-6767. That's also the number to text as well as we talk about two baseball teams that are struggling a little bit today. By the way, when you text, the text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. And we are broadcasting live from the Scores Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. So, yeah, tough times here for the Cubs and the White Sox, although the White Sox, you know, are very, very good. You know this by now. And they're playing in Houston against a very good Houston team. A, a Houston team that doesn't strike out as much as everybody else in the league. Again, every year, trash cans or not, they seem to have the best K rate of just about anybody. And they do again just as they did in their World Series year. The Astros are 42-28 and 28 now, 14 games over 500. The White Sox, 15 games over 500, same as the Boston Red Sox. And they are the third best record in baseball because the Oakland A's are 44-28. and 28. I guess they're the fifth best record in baseball. Because the Dodgers and the Giants are both ahead of them. The Giants as the best team in the game? Are you kidding me? Yeah, wouldn't have expected that to be the case here on the 20th of June. But, you know, so you're not too worried about the White Sox. You have seen them lose three in a row. One blowout, one walk-off, and yesterday not really a blowout. But it kept getting a little bit further away. There were some moments late in that game where I thought the White Sox were going to rally. thought maybe we'd see some of the lefties, like Brian Goodwin or Jake Lamb, in pinch hitting spots potentially yesterday. That didn't happen. And the reason that they lost is because Lance Lynn had the worst start of his White Sox career. Dude came into the game with a 1-5-1 ERA, best in the American League. It's now over two after that just one game because the Astros' bats are good. They just are. I don't think it's very difficult to stay calm if you're a White Sox fan right now. There are some issues in the bullpen, certainly. You don't know which righty you trust after Liam Hendricks. That's an issue. And that is especially true while Michael Kopech is on the injured list. Um, You know, so you have some concerns, but... I don't think it's difficult to stay calm. For a Cubs fan, if you're having trouble staying calm, I understand. You still should, because the Cubs are still in first place. On this low end of the roller coaster, and that's where you are right now. It is a very, very low end. Uh, Five and five in their last ten, but lost two in a row. These two have just been brutal. Yesterday was a hideous game from the Cubs. Dropping pop-ups. Uh, other pop-ups falling between two guys. The uh, Marlins 
stealing all of the bases, whatever bases were available, they stole, and Hammer and Hank Duval going yard two times again. What do we think about Hammer and Hank? I can't call him Babe Duval because he's not lefty. You know, I can't. It's like you used to call, um, I think Hawk Harrelson used to call Bruce Chen side Chen. Was that a hawkism or was that just the fans that did that? Because Bruce Chen looked great every time out against the White Sox. And then I like to go babe for lefty hitters that are all of a sudden looking like they're going to hit 700 home runs. And Adam Duvall, for the righty, I'll go Hammer and Hank. I'm standing by it. So Hammer and Hank Duvall going yard again. But the issue right now for the Cubs, there's a couple of them. There's obviously the starting pitcher depth. 26 times a Cubs starting pitcher has gone less than five innings. The Padres have done it more. The Diamondbacks have done it more. That's it. Interesting that the Padres are on that list. Some of that is about aggression and going to the bullpen. But some of that is just about bad starts. From pitchers, Jake Arrieta yesterday, brutal. His last nine starts, his ERA is 7.58. He's averaging less than five innings in each of those starts. It's a rough go right now for Jake Arrieta. Adbert Alzali will come back tomorrow. That is a big deal. It's a big, big deal. He's the second best starting pitcher on that team. Kyle Hendricks has been really good of late. He's won his last seven starts with an ERA under three. But Adbert Alzali has been that dude. Um, He had six starts, a run of six starts, where the ERA was under three, and he walked five guys. He'd been pitching with a blister for one of those starts. But then that next start, uh, when he only went three innings, he walked five because it was the blister that made him a little bit wild. He'd been trying to pitch with it. Finally decided to sit down for a little while, and he has, and hopefully the blister is healed well, and he will pitch tomorrow. And that is a very, very good thing. They need him badly. Alec Mills for the Cubs will go today. So, look, starting pitching, a big issue for the Cubs, but it's the offense, man. The offense has been grim. 670, the score is where you are. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Uh, The Cubs offense, the last 30 days, in on-base percentage, dead last. Dead last. If you feel like, as you're watching Cubs games, they're not getting on-base, that's because they're not. 30th in on-base percentage. 26th in OPS, that's on-base plus slugging. Uh, The great on-base plus slugging, very simple stat. You look at that, if you see it, uh, around 800 for an individual, that's pretty good. But for a team, 26th for the Cubs. They're 25th in walks. Here's what's happening with the Cubs, and you, I'm sure you've felt it. You've probably written, read about it and, and this kind of thing. The last 30 days, they're second in home runs. Yay! Hitting lots of home runs. Second in all of MLB. But they're 21st in runs scored in the last 30 days. And as I mentioned, 30th in on-base percentage. The offense has regressed back to dangerous levels of home run dependency. It is super frustrating. It's what we had seen for years before. And then all of a sudden this year, there was that stretch where you're like, oh my God, the lineup has been diversified. Matt Duffy is here. And I'm serious, I had Matt Duffy fever 
for a while. Nico Horner didn't start the year, but he came up. And look at that guy. Look at these contact guys. Eric Sogard's contact bat had been a good thing. Sogard's bat has not been good lately. He pitched yesterday, by the way. He had the only 1-2-3 inning of the uh, entire Cubs game and an 11-1 loss. <laughs> Sogard went 1-2-3 the night. That was the only 1-2-3 inning. But they need some guys back. They need Horner back. They need Duffy back. We've heard nothing about Matt Duffy's injury or anything about him being close. Nico Horner now is doing full field work, but not running full speed is what I read. Getting those guys back would be very, very helpful because the offense has regressed. There is no diversification, and it's, it's tough to watch. They, there was a stretch there at the beginning where they were, they were brutal to watch, painful to watch, and then they got really, really fun for a long time. And now they've kind of become a little bit more difficult for people. I hear from people. I talk to people, viewers, fans, having issues watching the games. Like, oh, man, I can't turn this on. I can't watch this. It's frustrating because certain guys are having very, very bad Junes. Jason Hayward, 11 games in June, 37 plate appearances. He's hitting a buck 25. That's not good. The OPS is under 500 for Jason Hayward in June. Ian Happ, 16 games in June, 5 for 45 in June, hitting 111 with an OPS under 500. And here's another problem is that Chris Bryant has had a bad June, too. His OPS under 500 in his June slump as well. Sahad of Sharma with a good deep dive on The Athletic the other day about how Bryant is uh, not pouncing on the pitches that he's getting in the center of the plate. He's missed several of them, fouled off a bunch, but he's not getting many. So that's the thing. They're trying to get Bryant to chase, and he's been chasing a little bit. I think that he will come back. I think that he will come back and be what he was in the early part of the year because his changes in the offseason were real and they have been spectacular. We'll talk to Mike Bryant about those at the top of the hour. Very much looking forward to that. So Cubs offense last 30 days has been been rough. They need to get back into that mindset of contact, that mindset. And David Ross even talked about it yesterday, that it's okay to get a hit every once in a while. Home runs are awesome. Just wants to score runs, but it's okay to get a hit. Batting average is still a thing, is what Ross said. I loved reading that. Because it's not just about going up there and homering and hitting it like hell. Nah. Batting average is still a thing. Get up there and, and, and move it around a little bit. And that can be very, very contagious when certain guys are doing it well. But again, you've got to stay calm for the baseball season. I mean, unless you're enjoying being mad. It could be that, you know, baseball and the season is giving you a vessel for your emotions and frustrations and joy along the way. And if that's you and you're sitting there mad and frustrated as a Cub fan or a White Sox fan about the last three days then you do you. I like to try and stay calm with this stuff because it is a crazy, absurd marathon. 
the National League Central has four teams within three and a half games of each other. They've lost a combined 12 games in a row. Those four teams, the non-Pirates, have lost 12 straight. All of those four teams are in at least a two-game losing streak. The Brewers have lost five games in a row. Oh, before their, their win late last night, I should say. So they had lost five in a row. But th- this division is still going to be right there for you. And it's not time to declare yourself a full buyer, a full seller. I'll be shocked if they're not a buyer. I don't think there's time for them to regress deep enough that Jed Hoyer pivots back to seller. I don't think you're going to see that. But I know that some of you are thinking about it that way and trying to figure out what they are. I think they're a pretty good team. They have been a pretty good team. They just need to, uh, need to get back to some of the offensive approach that they had had. And certain guys need to get going. And if guys aren't going to get going, then maybe they can't be played all the time. The, 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 I'll tell you, the two guys I'm really worried about on this Cubs team are Jason Hayward because it's hard to imagine him it's hard to imagine him um, taking offensive leaps forward. He did last year a little bit, but he's got a. It, it's hard to imagine that happening again. And Jake Arrieta. I'm worried about Jake. I'm worried that this might just be what Jake is now um, because he doesn't quite have the pinpoint control you need to have when your stuff starts to decay and you're changing your style. And being a different kind of pitcher, that means you have to control it beautifully, perfectly. And I'm not seeing that from Jake right now. They've got to make a move for a starting pitcher. And maybe the time is very, very soon to do that. So, look, lots to talk about with these two teams. And we open the phone lines to you right now at 312-644-6767. It is Father's Day. My dad at 940. Mike Bryant at 10. Rick Giolito at 11. And starting after the, after the Bryant conversation i'm going to open the phone lines to you guys and i want to hear about you and fathers and baseball i want to hear about it love doing it every year and we'll do that and after about 10 15 but right now talk to me about your troubled teams if you are troubled or are you staying calm staying calm cub fans white Sox fans as i said it's probably easier for you but we've got a little time to take your phone calls if you want to hop in at 312-644-6767 On a Father's Day, it's Hit and Run. Matt Spiegel, Sean Anderson with you right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Yeah, I don't know what else to do with that one, but but flush it and 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 on to the next one for sure. We didn't play very well in any facet of the game, to be honest with you. Like you know, hitting, pitching, base running, defense, just not not our day. Flush that one. That's Ross, David Ross, talking about yesterday's Cubs game. It was ugly, eleven to one. A Jason Hayward solo homer late was all the runs that there were. Um, yeah, they have three runs or fewer that they've scored in each of the last seven games. Three runs or fewer in each of the last seven. In the last six games, every run is via the home run. That's what I was talking about in segment number one. The offense has regressed back to homer or nothing. It's super frustrating to watch. It really is. Uh, 670, the score is where you are. It is hit and run. 312, 644, 67, 67. Lots of dad conversation coming to you, starting with my dad at 940, Mike Bryant at 10, Rick Giolito at 11. But right now, to the phone lines we go, and this is Jesse in Elmhurst. Jesse, good morning. You are on hit and run on 670, the score. How are you? Phone issue. No worries. Um... You know, usually I hit the Father's Day stuff much earlier in the show, but I, I felt like I needed to talk real baseball, hardcore baseball for your Sunday morning a little bit. And then as the morning goes on and your morning blooms a bit, perhaps you're outside, you put the headphones on and you go mow the lawn. Maybe get into the garage, start working on the car. Then I'll be a little bit more relaxed with dadness, big piles of dadness. I um as always I've I've collected all sorts of baseball dad data in terms of uh fathers and sons playing together one father managing another got all kinds of stuff for you third generation MLB families go ahead and let your uh, let let your mind run on that you probably know them do you know all of them I don't know there's a third-generation umpire family, a third-generation broadcaster family that I know you know, and more. We'll talk about all that stuff along the way. But phone lines are back and working, and we go to Jesse in Elmhurst, first up on Hit and Run. Good morning, Jesse. Hey, thank you for having me this morning. Absolutely. What's going on? Hey, so, yeah, I got a couple of thoughts on my mind. Uh, I, first off, I... Uh, I'm a hardcore Cubs fan, always loved them. Um, I actually got to go to a couple of games this year so far, and I have a pretty good uh, ratio, uh, surprisingly. Uh, I mean, they're, they've been doing pretty well lately. Um, so Wait a minute. Two two. Yeah, you're two for two. I was going to say, you have a pretty good ratio in two games. You better be two for two. That's the only way that, that can <laughs> qualify. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, they, they've been – playing good ball i watch i follow every day i either listen to the radio or i watch the game um so yeah these uh, last uh games here have been disappointing hopefully they avoid the sweep today um i'm fe- feeling pretty confident with mills pitching today which i feel like they should have I-, I know he uh, got on the il but i feel like they should have had him in that rotation which i really don't get i think they wanted to use him you know like a clutch guy because he could kind of do it all you know um, um, if they keep him in that rotation, that um, drives my optimism a little bit more up. Um, and if, if they do, I, I, I 100% agree with you on Arietta. Um, 
he did recently have a um, uh, our last series with San Diego. He actually did pitch a, a pretty solid game. He went five innings. I believe he gave up no runs. Um, I thought he might have rediscovered himself there a little bit, you know. And then, and then we see him pitch another couple starts after that, and we're like, oh my goodness! But yeah, you know, yeah, and, I, and I, I, it, I, you know? I, I hear you, Jesse. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it very much. It's um. You know, the thing with Mills is that he's similar in profile and style a bit to Hendricks and Davies. So I think there was a resistance to have three guys like that in the pen or in the rotation. Excuse me. Uh, He's talking about the Arietta start on the 9th of June at San Diego, went five innings, gave up one run, struck out six. And yeah, that's the one time that he's given up just one earned run or less since the beginning of May. So there was a real bad start at Cincinnati. He gave up seven earned runs on April 30th. And then he went on the IL for a little while and came back. And it's been mostly not very good um, for Jake. And <clears throat> I, 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 worry, I worry that some difficult decisions are going to have to be made regarding Jake during the course of this year at some, at some point. He's the fifth starter. He is a fifth starter these days. But they just—they don't have a lot. They need Alzali back. Need Trevor Williams back because he showed them flashes of possibilities. Davies had been great, but was brutal, obviously, on Friday. And they need to go get one. Maybe it's Kyle Gibson in Texas. I've talked about some of these names. Maybe it's John Gray in Colorado. Maybe it's Jose Barrios if the Twins are feeling ready to part. They need a big arm. And yes, I know this is where you insert your you Darvish thoughts. You know what's funny about that? It's not really funny, but what's funny about that is uh, the other thing that they could really use it being solidified among, you know, among other things. Backup catcher. Backup catcher would be really good. Uh, now you're on to Jose Lobatone. Let's count the backup catchers this year. Uh, Tony Walters, Austin Nola, P.J. Higgins, um, Jose Lobatone. Am I missing one? I might be. I think they've used five, used five different backup catchers, which is, you know, not a huge deal because Wilson Contreras has caught the most innings of anybody in all of MLB. So, you know, uh, but it's just, it's ironic that backup catcher and uh, true number one ace would be the big thing. Uh, Lobatone, I said Austin Nola, I meant Austin Romine. P.J. Higgins, Tony Walters. Yeah, so four different backup catchers. Caratini. Um, it's pretty good. Walked it off the other night for the San Diego Padres. This is Don in LaGrange Park. Don, now on 670, the score on Hit and Run. Good morning. Morning, Matt. How are you? I'm very good. Good. I'm a cup pitching, but it's been very frustrating for me to hear this endless debate about cups, versus, uh, cups as buyers versus cups as sellers because the implication that it's a one or the other proposition, you named three or four really uh, uh, interesting pitchers that would help this rotation. The Cubs do not have the currency in their minor league system to compete with all of the other teams, including the Cardinals, that need to, to augment their starting pitching. And Paul Sullivan's column at trip today, I thought, really made a, a compelling point. The Cubs are going to have to trade one of those core three potential free agents to even get a whiff 
of any of these really strong uh, potential impact starting pitchers. I just Brennan Davis, Braylon Marquez. Beyond that, I just don't know that there's any depth in the system to to attract uh, a trade with, for one of those other guys. And then the other point I made quickly about Jason Hayward. To me, he is simply not a major league hitter anymore. I'm hoping that when Matt Duffy comes back, he can settle in third. They can move Bryant to right and let Hayward uh, sub in as a defensive replacement and do some pinch hitting. But beyond that, I just I have no hope for him. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Don. Yeah, it's tough, but I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty close to you right there in terms of thinking about that being the right role for Jason Hayward at this point. It's just such a such a good guy, such a strong teammate, a uh, terrific motivational speaker, as we know, in an 18 minute rain break in Cleveland on a Wednesday night, November 2, 2016. A terrific defensive right fielder. All of that. But it's just, it's getting very, very difficult to, uh, to watch him at the plate. And, um, and now it's a few years. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it's a pretty large body of work. I know he's going to keep working, obviously. And uh, he did homer yesterday. So, but I, I understand there are certain guys. I, I, I said it in segment one. There's just a couple of guys I'm having trouble finding the positivity on. And that's Hayward at the plate right now and Arietta on the mound. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Let's go to Jason in the car who was on Hit and Run on the score. Hello, Jason. Hey, Speaks. Great to talk to you. Longtime fan of yours. I, I really appreciate you, man. So Thanks, uh, man. I just wanted to say, I think as far as the Cubs and the Sox go, I think it's all about perspective. Before the season, I had no expectations for the Cubs this year based on what they did and didn't do in the offseason. So this is a fun ride, and I'm happy to be on it. And then from the Sox perspective, it's just really disappointing to see all the injuries pile up because that's what's hindering them. If everybody was there um, I think that they'd be far and away the best team in Major League Baseball. And then the main thing I wanted to talk to you about, though, was the sticky stuff. I, I told the producer, when I think about what Major League Baseball is trying to do with these umpires checking the pitchers, it's akin to the referees checking the wrestlers before a wrestling match in, in WWE. It's comical. I'm picturing a pitcher with, like, Vaseline under his hat and, like, he takes his hat off to give it to the umpire and then takes, you know, as the umpire's looking at the hat, he moves the Vaseline to his back pocket, you know, and then when he gives him the glove, he moves it somewhere else. I mean, it's just comical. I can't believe they're trying to do this, Speaks. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Um, the irony, of course, is that Vaseline is not the, not the stuff right now because Vaseline helps reduce spin. Right now it's about the sticky stuff that increases spin. Yeah, man, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow is enforcement day, and we'll see who the first couple of guys to get popped are. I, I wonder if guys will be just so afraid to go without that they'll be trying to be super sneaky. You think it's become uh, detective work already. It starts tomorrow in earnest. I mean, and you know there's local guys. You see what they do when they go to their glove or when they go to their hat every time. And it's just, it's part of their routine, right? Well, what's up there? Now there's not supposed to be anything. Now it's supposed to be just rosin 
and sweat. Just whatever sweat you have to mix with the rosin from the rosin bag, and that's all you get. And I, I don't know if that's going to fly. I understand why they didn't use, uh, go to the, the allowing like the sunscreen and the rosin, and maybe they'll end up having to allow that. But then you're asking umpires to differentiate sunscreen from firm grip, from spider tack, from uh, homemade uh, stuff with super blow pops that are melted down. Yes, that's a thing. Uh, you know, the different things that the team chemists had come up with or clubhouse guys had come up with. And then they get texted to ask for help in a sticky situation. It's man, it's it, it's going to be crazy. Because asking umpires to check that is, is outrageous, you know? Tell you what, nobody differentiates firm grip from sunscreen like Laz Diaz. He's the best. He's got a nose for that. Tell you what. Man, Angel Hernandez, he knows. He can tell what spider tack smells like. He's got that down, terrific nose for spider tack on Angel Hernandez. By the way, he's still terrible, Angel Hernandez. Still absolutely terrible. Anybody see what he did on, uh, at the Cubs game on Friday night? After a long delay, Angel Hernandez comes out and signals safe twice and then pumps the fist to signal out after a review, and nobody understood what the hell the call was. It's about a pickoff at first. And he just he signaled three different things and pointed to different bases. And then clearly like waved his hands like it was somebody else's fault when it was obviously his fault. He's the worst and continues to be the worst. My God. Well, look, I know there is frustration. I know there is sadness. I know there is the low end of the roller coaster. I know there is a desire to try and stay calm. And I know that tales of baseball and fathers will probably help. We'll start with mine. Next, and we'll talk about yours throughout the rest of the show. Here on Hit and Run, Mike Bryant at the top of the hour, Rick Giolito at 11. My pop's next on 670 The Score. As you know, I don't know if your fans know, but uh, I've uh, uh, been a Red Sox fan since, since 1941, actually. And that's mm-hmm. probably no coincidence that it was the year that Williams was so good. And uh, they just don't, I don't know, that. That uh, that uh, Mookie uh, uh, Beth trade uh, and um, yeah. and many more of, uh, uh, has really soured me a little bit. But yes, I must tell you, I read the box score every single day and <laughs> probably don't go to sleep at night until I know if they won or lost. But I say to everybody, it doesn't interest me anymore. But I'm not telling the truth. <laughs> That is Herb Spiegel, my pop, revealing that he still looks at the box scores every day. Tells people he's not interested, but he's not telling the truth. I wonder if that's still true. Good morning to all. Happy Father's Day to the dads out there, including mine, who joins us right now on 670 The Score. Herb Spiegel. What's that? I said happy Father's Day to you. I really got a kick. Out of Harry Rubin starts your show. You heard that, right? You heard his voice? Yeah, of course I heard it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't even know if Rubin knows he was on the show already today. Um, <laughs> but yes, his voice was there 
uh, talking about baseball players looking like they're bragging uh, as they play. Yes, but that, I love that. <laughs> it's just because they're good. It's because they're good. And some of them look that way. Uh, Pops, good morning. I love you. I'm, I'm blessed to have you healthy and perky and as sharp as you are. And a lot of people yeah. don't have that. So uh, thanks, yeah, for, I, thanks for taking care of yourself, sir. I've been, thank you. I've been lucky and, uh, you know, uh, a, a lot for a lot of reasons. The doctor asked what my secret is, and I say, well, genes helped. You know, my mother lived to ninety nine years old. So your grandmother lived to ninety nine. So we're doing all right. Yes. Um, where did your love for baseball come from, and did it have anything to do with your own father? I, I ha- these are questions I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask Chris Bryant's father at ten. And Lucas Giolito's father at 11. I've got a couple quickies for dads in baseball, and I'll start with you. Where did your love for the game come from? Did it have anything to do with your own father? Oh, my father used to take us on the train to, from Trenton, New Jersey, to Philadelphia, to what was called Scheib Park. Uh, became Connie Mack Stadium. The Philadelphia Athletics used to play there. Mm-hmm. And I was eight years old, and he took me to see this young guy, skinny guy he would say hit a baseball and of course it turned out to be ted williams i was eight years old and that was the the year he hit uh, 406 and uh, uh that really turned me on to uh to the red sox before that i used to root for the detroit tigers i don't think you ever do that not for very long only because i like the name schoolboy row i said anybody uh-huh. names their the player schoolboy i had a root for but uh, it never went away, Matt. The, the, the love of baseball uh, has never gone away. And I love the little clip you played because it's, it's true. Uh, I, I watch the, uh, every day I look at the box score. And they're having a pretty good year. They, I became a Red Sox fan. And, uh, I, I, and I know that you have Chris Bryant's father coming on later, and I believe you told me that he modeled – Chris's swing uh, after Ted Williams. He did. He did. So this is the Ted Williams portion of the show these next uh, 30, 30, 40 minutes. uh, And and not so much. Yeah, it's pretty exciting from Chicago yet. They're talking about the Red Sox. I know. I know. Um, Were your were your children interested in baseball on their own? Like, were were they were they interested on their own? Why don't you ask one of my children? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was. It's a good call. It's a good call. Yeah, were they interested? Some were. I mean, we have, uh, uh, yeah. And and I, I must say, uh, without being a traitor, that they, they did all become Red Sox fans because uh, I, I lived in New Jersey where everybody was a Yankee fan, and I always went for the underdog. And uh, uh, it's just something they inherited. I don't know if they, well, uh, if I did him a favor. <laughs> yeah. Well, we see, it's interesting because we didn't have a choice. But, I mean, like your dad, your dad was a Yankee fan, wow. right? So I, yeah, I think. Yeah, but not rabid. He, he, gotcha. My, my dad was such a good guy that he knew I rooted for the Red Sox. He never, he said he was a, he was a, a natural Yankee fan, but he always was happy to see the Red Sox win because he was that kind of a guy. I got you. But and see, my, 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 I thought that you were kind of going contrarian. You were going like against dad, rebelling a little bit when you fell no. in love with the, the evil Red Sox. No? Not, not at all. Oh, okay. See, so uh, that, I, that, that, that <laughs> debunks yeah. one of the theories. No. Damn he it. Was, my, my dad was a good guy.
guy. And he, if I won at the Red Sox, he would, you know, he yeah. would say he might have been a Red a Yankee fan, but he only won, he won it what I won it. Well, well, you know how, how some some kids are like that. Um, in our family, my my nephew Finn is. <gasps> is a contrarian fan. That's always been my take on it anyway. I remember sitting watching a game with him, and he's like, who are you rooting for? Yeah, I'm rooting for them. Like, he's, he just he goes, goes with the other ones. So, so some, <laughs> some kids are like that, and then there's yeah, nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah. let, me, let me ask you this, Pops. I, something that I love about the game that I realize I still love is, like, individual stories of development. You know, guys right. figuring out what they do poorly, and working on it and finding a way and just working so hard and getting better. And sometimes it even happens later in their careers. I love those kinds of stories, that, that sort of personal narrative. And I feel like I got some of that from you. Do you love that part of it? I, I ab- absolutely do. I see how people who have come out of slumps and people who have changed their, uh, their, their pitching and uh, uh, the, the, you were talking about one earlier, the guy who was uh, Arietta, who yeah. was uh, is in the midst of changing uh, the way the way he throws. Uh, that's yes. that's all very exciting. Um, it's it's a very it, I can't explain it. It's, it's I don't think the baseball players and I, I are the smartest people in the athletes that ever lived, but I think that they the game itself is a really an intellectual game. It's a game of, uh, you know, opportunities. It's a, it's a game of, of uh, you know, of skill. Of, of, it's a thinking person's game. And, uh, you know, and again, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're on the same level as a lot of other athletes, but it's just, uh, it satisfies me. And the truth is, yeah. I could tell you what happened last night at the uh, the Red Sox game, to all the games, the White Sox. I, I'm thrilled that the both Chicago teams, obviously, they're having such such good years, and uh, um, that's because of what I got from my father. My father wanted that wanted the Red Sox for me, and I wanted the Chicago teams for you. Oh, see, that's that's lovely. I, I think, by the way, that that. Um that that enjoyment of the narrative and of the human development part of it i got in part i'm realizing from a book that i got from you bill stern's baseball stories. right he some i think they were i think years later they found out they were all almost lies i think he made up most oh, of no. those oh no most of those stories but yeah i watched the, Damn I, it. I listened to bill stern really we don't need we don't, I didn't. Are they lies? Now I'll have to. Now I'll have to check back into it and dig it. Um. Um. So how did it? How did it feel when your when your sons or when your children uh, became fans of the same team that you rooted for? Was that satisfying to to realize? Oh my God! I've got I've got company here. Well, if they wanted to stay in the house, they wanted to be fed. They had to be Red Sox fans. You know what? <laughs> no, it was. Uh, you know, I, can you take the scars? Uh, I, I always say Red Sox fans have a have a Bucky Dent scar. They have a, a Joe Morgan scar, and a, and certainly a Lou Boudreaux scar. <laughs> no, mm. you you have to. It, it develops character. Uh, be rooting for losing teams, and uh, you know, my first world. You know, my the first World Series game I ever saw. You took me yeah. to see the Cubs and the uh, and, and the and the, uh, who they play? 
uh, the, the Indians. No. The Indians. Yep. The Indians. Mm-hmm. That was my first World Series game, and it was just the thrill being there with you and 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 seeing the atmosphere of the Cub fans. I, 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 it reminded me of when your mother went to a Bruce Springsteen concert. She says, Herb, they do things just the opposite. They stand up when they, they, they stand up uh, uh, when he's playing and sit down when he's not playing. And I went to the Cubs game, and there it was. The huh. same thing. They, they sat down. Uh, they stood up for the for the game and sat down for the in between innings. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was it was great. But baseball has a lure, and you know because we've been playing trivia for your entire life, and you you still don't know who Manny Alexander was, huh? Manny Alexander? Oh, that's right. Because you gave me all the all the questions. You gave me this unbelievable list of trivia questions, but you gave it to me in answer form. You gave me fifty answers for my fiftieth right. birthday. Um, and there was a lot of great ones in there. Harry Steinfeld, Chicagoans. Right. I bet some Chicagoans know who Harry Steinfeld was. He was the third yeah. baseman uh, on the Cubs when they had tinkers to Evers to Chance. Nobody thinks right. about Harry Steinfeld. But, yeah, no, what, what was the Manny Alexander trivia question to go with him as the answer? You ready? Yep, I'm ready. He, he was the replacement for Cal Ripken when he came out of his uh, – Oh, wow. the, the long string he See, had. I should know that. I should know that. That's great. Cause, uh, cause, yeah, that's really good. I, I did not I'll realize. Give one, was... I'll give you one last one because I know you got important people coming on. You remember <laughs> Vic Wirtz? Yes, I remember Vic Wirtz. Vic Wirtz, um, Vic, Vic Wirtz hit the ball that Willie Mays caught, right? Exactly. The most, probably the most sensational <laughs> Uh, a defensive catch of all time. Okay, we're yeah. even. You right. missed Manny Alexander, but you got Vic Ward. Oh, Manny Alexander, that that's a good one, Pops. Now I will remember that forever. Hey, um, say hello, say hello to your grandson who's sitting here on my my lap, been listening well. Hi, Hi Ruben. Hi. I love you. I love you too. That's pretty neat. He he doesn't. He I heard doesn't... you on the radio this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. hey, hey, Pops, tell him something you love about about uh, watching baseball games. Give him something that, because he doesn't love watching games too much, and that's okay, but maybe tell him something that you like to watch when you watch games. Well, it's a game of individuals playing a team sport, and I love to see how the individuals become part of the game. That's what I love. I love one of the things I love about baseball Plus, it's probably the only sport where people always start, they reminisce about who was. And, you know, you don't hear that too much about football and baseball on the basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is a remember your history because you didn't like history in, yep. in high school. Uh, and I said, what's the difference between history and baseball trivia? And I think that that helped you a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it absolutely did. But that, that's great advice, Rue, that he's, it, yeah. it's, an, it's individual players, but in a team game. So make a team game. Yeah. It, that's, what, that's what I like, yes. All right, cool. Hey, Rue, let's, let's say happy, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Grandpa. Uh, thank you very much. I love you, my youngest grandchild.
<laughs> All right, Pops. I love you. And the, the, uh, love the listeners. You. Thanks for calling. Oh, of course. The, the listeners say nobody's more important than you. It's nice okay. that you're saying there's more important people, but nobody's more important than you from the listeners. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Love you, All right, Pops. Have a great day. That's, uh, that's my dad. That's Herb Spiegel. Hey, Rue. Um, okay, buddy. Love you much. Love you, <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're the best. All right, it's 670 to score. It's hit and run. Spiegel here with you on a Sunday morning. Chris Bryant's dad, Mike Bryant, coming up next on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.